just got back from, well, not we all. Barbara and Isabel. Isabel, the kids, <laughs> Tammy and I, uh, Barbara, and uh, the Burroughs. Oh, and Pam streamed. And Pam streamed it, yeah. We went to this conference in Fife at New Horizon. Um, yeah, it was just like, it was prophetic called conference. Judah Arise. It's a yearly prophetic conference, and we got blasted. Yeah. So. I talked to him on TV. <laughs> you saw us. <laughs> Did you you saw us up there? Did you see us get up front? Oh, you saw us sitting. Okay, but you didn't see the part where when we were up in the front and Tam. Sessions. I don't know. I looked at some of it and a lot of. There are there are some morning runs now. They had, they had to work through it. Yeah. I don't know if it's all there, but I, I'm pretty sure they got all. Maybe they missed one. So, yes. So, we are going to start this gathering. <laughs> I mean, I'm sort of teasing. I'm, just, I'm trying to get everyone's attention. It's only a handful of people in here, and i got to like. This is not a, this is not a prophetic conference. Yes. Like, you know, they say... Leading prophetic people is like herding cats. <laughs> Not herding, like twisting their tail. You know? <laughs> trying to herding. You know. So I'm going to guess that you're all prophetic people. <laughs> okay, so let's get this started. Um, Tam, you wanted to say anything about anything? You want to just get in there and get in front of that microphone? What am I, to say? I don't know, whatever you want to say before we um, do a couple of announcements. Just thought this weekend was really amazing and. I am glad my kids got to be there for most of it. And tonight at some point, we want to have everyone come forward so my kids and us can lay hands on you guys and just impart what we got this weekend. Barbara, lay hands on, yeah. You so, the double dose. Every yeah, you should. <laughs> you live I in Seattle, so you need the double it. dose. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> yeah, so. You know, we, we as a church really do believe in impartation and that the things of the spirit, the things of the kingdom. Are you two going to just keep? Sorry. <laughs> I just have Judy, do I have to put you somewhere else? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She made it. Well, well, we're going to have some testimony time, then we'll open that up, and then you can come up here and share that. Oh, okay. okay. okay am, I mean, am, I, am I being mean? Uh, <laughs> Kelly, I'm asking the men in the room. <laughs> I mean, at the conference, I did rip my belt off in front of a few ladies when Ethan was kind of just joking around with me, talking smack, and he's like, I was like, do you want me to whip you in front of these people? And he's like, do it. And I ripped my belt off. And they, I think I triggered these women. No, it was only the one. Everyone else was laughing. Okay, there was an older lady who got triggered. She was like, and and I was like, I was just joking. Just joking. Ethan goes, Ethan said, that's cheating. That's cheating? Uh-huh. How's that cheating? Because you're not going to fight him. You're whipping your belt off. That was cheating for him. Oh. <laughs> He's gonna take you down. <laughs> I know. Come on, Jill, help us out. Okay, so we're gonna start this meeting. We're gonna worship. We're gonna get lost in the glory of God's presence. Oh, yes. um, but we do believe in the things of the Spirit being transferable. So we don't understand fully what we were able to catch through the laying on of hands and through impartation and just being in that atmosphere. But whatever we did get. The stuff of God that we want, that we got, we want to just release it over. I'm just going to just put your hands up now. Can I just put your hands up? We'll pray for you again later. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, we'll stick hands on you. Let's just put our hands up. Father, you are the giver of every good gift. Every yes, good God. and perfect gift comes down from the Father, yes, from our God. Daddy God, from Abba, yes. the Father. Who, who, the father of heavenly lights, who does not change. You do not change like shifting shadows. You are yes. good, and we declare your goodness, Lord, and we just open up our hearts, we open up our mouths, we open up our spirit to receive what you have for us, Lord. Yes, God. We know that you're the giver of good gifts, 
And we know that you give your Holy Spirit to us without measure. So God, tonight we're asking you for more. We just say more, just to say more, Lord. I want yes, more Lord, of you. I want more. I want more of your presence. I want to go from glory to glory. I want to go deeper with you. Yes, God, we want your fire. We want your, your passion. We want the, the river of your living water yes, to flow God. in and through us, Lord. So Holy yes. Spirit, we just welcome you tonight. We welcome you in this place. We just worship you, Lord. We yes. want to magnify the name of Jesus. We want to magnify the King of Kings. Why don't we stand up, guys? Let's just continue to pray. Lord, we want to exalt the name of Jesus. Lord, even as we are absorbing and taking in your goodness in this place, God, we want it not only to come to us and to fill this room, God, but we want to carry your glory out of here. God, we want to take your presence in a greater measure out of this place through the week as Kyle hops that boat and goes to Seattle, if he's still working over there, as each one of us, as Kelly goes back to the big Emerald City tonight, as each one of us goes to our, our workplace, our house, our neighborhood, God, we want to carry, we want to be the arcs. We want to be the arcs of your presence. We want to be the carriers of your mercy seat. So God, we just say, Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you come and release your presence tonight in a greater way? And I don't even know if that's a question I need to ask God. Will you? And we say, please just do it, Lord. Just come. Come, Holy Spirit. Have your way in this meeting tonight. In Jesus' name, let's worship him.
to uh, just release, impart, um, just share, give whatever God deposited on us. That would be uh, Barbara, Isabel, Oscar, and Nora as well. Um, we, half of us, we, we want to take whatever God gave us and we just want to pray a release over each one of you. So um, I was just sensing, I just really felt like the Lord was saying he just wants to love on everyone here today. He wants to love on each of us. So whatever we impart, we want it to be received as just receive the love of the Lord today. Just let him, let him lavish his love on you. It's a little uncomfortable for sometimes, sometimes for the kids, but we don't need them to say anything if they don't want to. They just got to stick a hand on you. So if you guys are okay with that, um, do we want them to just go to their spot or anymore? Um, yeah, we'll do that. So if we could do that, are you good with that, Barbara? All right. So um, we're just going to come around to each one of you. So why don't... Why don't you guys just uh, just soak in the presence right now and just let us, you know, hopefully if you want whatever we got from the conference, it was a good conference. I know you're not really sure exactly what we got. Hopefully it's nothing like COVID or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, we, we rebuke it. Hey, God laughs. I can joke, so okay. All right, so yeah, let's just, just put your hands out in front of you. We just want to receive all that you have for us. Tonight, God, we just recognize your presence. We recognize the nearness of our daddy, God, our father. We recognize the nearness of King Jesus. All because, Holy Spirit, you are here with us to manifest and release the goodness of heaven, the goodness of the father, the goodness of King Jesus goodness of your presence over each one of us. So Lord, we just commit this evening to that transfer, to that impartation from one person to another of those riches of the treasures of heaven. So we just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So let's do this. So this is pretty much going to be the sum of our meeting tonight. We're, we're not done if, if you guys don't want to be done, but I know my dad's going to go home and um, rest up a little bit. But I just want to take a little bit of time. And um, if Tammy or Barbara or Isabel um, have anything, I know Oscar's not going to share something. You want to come share something, Oscar? What did God do at the conference? Did you see lots of people falling over? Did you? Yeah. A lot of shaking, a lot of falling, a lot of laughing, a lot of crying. So what? So the Bible says that the testimony, the testimony, whatever God does in your life and in the lives of others that you witness and experience that's the testimony of Jesus and the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy it, it's it by the Holy Spirit on your life and in that in those testimonies oh you're saying goodbye okay so I'm done
Christmas song, but changed a little bit. one guy, Richard Gordon, he kept saying, I'm the manger, I'm the manger where Jesus was born. It was so good. And one of the things that, yeah, like, I think God used a lot of what was talked about as um, confirmation for me in certain things and just having more joy and childlike faith. Like, I feel like I've got a great measure of childlike faith because typically when I pray about something, like within a three-day period, it's answered. So um, that's just how we roll. That's, that's, how, that's how we roll. That's right. And just so you know, I have a French row parking anointing. French roll? <laughs> nope. Front row parking anointing over the last several years, just so you know. But anyways. Um, that way I know when she's kind of sinning because we don't get a front row parking. I know she's like, what are you doing? Do you even, what, do you have a bad attitude? That you can Probably. <laughs> That's usually it. <laughs> That's right. And when he's with me, I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> But I've, no, I've actually noticed a pattern, like, when I'm, I'm like, God, like, I really need, like, this thing to happen. Like, it's within a three-day period that I get the answer, which is amazing to me. I love it. I'm like, thanks for rolling with me like that. I, you know, I don't have a lot of, like, but yeah, just a lot of, um. Yeah, so last night they were praying for moms and grace to raise up your kids. And obviously, you know, two and a half of my kids are almost all raised. Um, And I still have, obviously, Oscar and Nora. But that kind of put a fire under my backside. And because I think I kind of got out of the habit of being, since we've, been back in here to be like, hey, come up here and stand next to me during worship or whatever, raise your hands, like kind of gotten out of the habit of training the younger ones. And I was like, man, I need to start doing that again. Like God, it was kind of like God's like, you're not done yet. Like don't stop parenting in that way. You still have younger kids. So that was something that really spoke to me last night, even though they didn't talk about it, they just prayed about it. So that was something that, um, God totally dropped in me and I there was something I was feeling for the church but I don't remember I guess just moving forward like and I think we're all doing that um, but having faith and even praying differently like tonight we were saying hey God would you please send more people it was like God we thank you that you're sending new people we thank you that you're going to do this yeah, and that, um, so I think just in that way, like, I, and we kept, we got a couple times, I think, a word that God was saying that um, there's going to be increase, and we really believe that there's going to be increase, and I think over the weekend, too, I kind of felt like, even though we're not seeing it right now, like, we should obviously still believe for it and declare it, but how we walk that out, like, are we going to be like, okay, there's only one, two, three, four of you that aren't family. You know, how are we going to respond to that? And the response is like, we're going to worship and we're going to preach and we're going to pray. Like there's a thousand people in the room. That's what I felt like this weekend that our mind has to shift. Huh? No, hold on. No. I will lose it, so don't keep talking to me. That um, a thousand people, I feel like our, how we see things obviously is going to affect how things come forth. And that was one thing that was talked about this weekend is how you pray, how you, I can't remember exactly. The Jesus you see is the Jesus that you're going to reveal and represent. And so, and how, if we're going to 
be like, oh, you know, this is all the people we have, and maybe someday, then yeah, maybe someday. But for like, no, like there's an increase coming. People are going to start showing up. People are going to be more dedicated. Our how we talk and how we view is what God's going to let us have. And if we're just going to stay in this mindset of eh, whatever, someday, then that's probably what's going to happen is someday. And I really feel like God wants to change. This was just from prayer tonight. I really feel like God wants to change people's view of a mega church. That it doesn't, I'm not saying we're going to be a mega church. Wouldn't hurt. Be all right with me. But I feel like there's such a bad rap for churches that are several hundred or even a thousand people. Like there's such a bad rap for churches and pastors of that size and I feel like God wants to change that because the more people we have, that means the more resources we have financially and otherwise. And that means more influence. That means, yeah, impact, seeing our, no, you won't, <laughs> seeing our city changed. And I, thought, I was just getting that revelation tonight. And so I really feel like God wants to change that in our city. God wants people to see church differently and we're that church and a couple of the things they were talking about and I'm not saying this to be critical please don't hear that but I was getting flashes of different churches in our city and the focus and they were talking about what the focus really needs to be and I'm like oh and this is what I'm talking about confirmation that's what we're doing like we're doing that like making the presence the main thing I'm like, that's what we're doing. We're doing that. And making him the focus. And yeah, so I just feel like our church is headed in such an amazing direction. And I feel like soon, I feel like, you know, these next couple of weeks, we're going to start seeing, seeing a shift. And so I just want to encourage you guys and to uh, challenge you guys um, I don't know what you think when you see the smaller group, but to challenge you guys along with us to start just praying differently and declaring, and you know, um, what God's going to do in our city and in our church. So, that's right. Amen. Yeah. Go ahead. So I, she she mentioned you know the the numbers thing, and so there's this thing that I was going to do that. I'm going to break that off. So. Yeah. Don't let me forget though. So before, so we want to break off the spirit of comparison, whether that is between you and another believer or, or your church and another church or whatever, that whole spirit of comparison. Um, Richard Gordon went after it because Jeremy Nelson, we had lunch with those guys in a small little room. We're all packed together in this little room. Jeremy took 20 minutes and he was like, testimony about the power of God thousands of people at crusades in different parts of the world 200,000 showing up all of this stuff and then it was it was Richard Gordon's time you know the guy with all the dreadlocks South African he's like oh I don't even know what to he was like that this this thing that God dealt with in him was the spirit of comparison um, began to rise up in him and he was like so he took that opportunity to share that testimony with us and then he broke off that whole um well he just spoke into the spirit of comparison how to deal with it how god showed him to deal with it which was becoming childlike again becoming like a little children and and just and doing ministry with kids that was for him he just got lost with the kids and, and his team and they even did it at the conference they got with the kids and kids were slain out I guess we don't know what exactly happened but kids were getting baptized in the spirit prophesying laid out under the power of God so so he wanted you know to help us to not get caught up in the spirit of com comparison we don't we don't want to compare ourselves with other churches and if there's a mega church ready to be birthed in here then we just say come forth baby so <laughs> I want to make clear, though, when, when Tammy said, you know, that, you know, about, about how many of us show up, we, obviously, we want to see more people, and there's always been this thing in the church 
that has been a little bit of a rebuke I've heard from different places where all they want is butts and seats. But if you don't have butts and seats, then why are you even renting a space? So there's a, there's a purpose and a reason to have some butts. I mean, I have a butt, you do too. I like to sit down, I like to occupy the space. And it's not that we don't, we, I really want you guys to understand, we value everybody yeah. that is here. We, don't I, that we don't. I see she's trying to cover up her. I am not. <laughs> Ooh, she's getting rough. I'm gonna show the Holy Spirit. Wow, she's gonna give me the five-fold ministry right across the face. I just want to make 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 you guys understand. We prayed this before. I was praying if it was just Tammy and I and Barbara and Kelly in the room. I think was that it at first, just the four of us. If it was just the four of us that showed up. I said, God, if your glory is in the room, I don't care. If it's just us and his glory pours out over us, I don't care. At the same time, because I, even though I don't care, we know that we've been called to establish a church in this, in this city that will be a church of, that is equipping people, that is uh, raising up and equipping sons and daughters in their royal identity in the in the power of the holy spirit and in the in the call to be a priest not only royalty but a priest priests and kings that's why we have the crown over our sign we we are so convinced that sons and daughters of god many throughout our throughout our city don't know who they really are they see themselves as just a sinner saved by grace and we see an army of sons and daughters waking up, maturing, walking in their full royal identity and doing the work of ministry out there. And they can call Legacy City Church their home. They can call any church their home if they end up going someplace else, but that is what we, are, we feel called to. So there is this place in us that says, we do want to see the, the fresh new life coming in. And tonight, today, when I was here earlier, I was like, God, I don't care if I have to go out and find people. I am ready to grab people. I am ready to shake people. Like, I'm not gonna like go grab every homeless person and, and drag them into the room because you know that that could be a problemish, unless uh, unless unless God says to do it, okay? Because with that comes a lot of obstacles and things that you got to take care of. So. I'm just saying, I don't care who it is. It could be a homeless person. It could be a drug addict. It could be someone who's brokenhearted and their husband or wife just left them. It could be a widow or a widower. It doesn't matter. I want to grab these folks, whether they're saved yet or saved or yet to be saved. And I want to wake people up to their identity in Jesus. He died to give you and I and the body of believers a legacy, an inheritance that I believe most of the church has yet to even explore. But people are getting it. When we were with 500 people over the last three days that have got it, and they're increasing in the fire and in the anointing of what was happening in that place. Something was increasing and coming upon that revelation that not only are we sons and daughters that are royalty, but we have been given authority to take dominion. Now, I was told by a spiritual father more recently that dominionism is a heresy, and I reject that. We are called to take the seven mountains, to take every sphere. I know I'm taking your spot. I want to give it back to her. We are called to take every sphere of society, every sphere of influence that you and I and all of the people in our city that will come, that God will bring to us to, to train and equip, that every person in their sphere of influence would, would take the kingdom, whatever that looks like. The kingdom is vast. The kingdom is, is deep and wealthy and rich in, in blessing and miracles and, and signs, wonders. Uh, life and health and, and restoration and reconciliation, all of that stuff, all of that comes with the kingdom. And we know that every sphere of society needs that. And so it can't all happen in this building here. We need people to come put some butts and seats if it's gonna be sitting or standing or whatever, occupying the space so that we can do the work of equipping and releasing them 
in prophesying into their spirit who they are. So when that man, that businessman, or that, that uh, female doctor comes into the room, for some reason, you know, they're high, highly educated, but they would feel the need to come into a, a place like this to hear something that they don't know. For them to realize and understand and be awakened to their, their grace on their lives, to go into that place of medicine and release the presence of God, release the favor, release miracles, to, to create new medicines, new techniques, discover things as God shows them. So anyway, you hear what I'm hear what we're saying? So when Tammy mentioned, you know, we want to see, we want some butts and seats because when half of you don't come in and you're just homesick, it's like there's a part of us that's in the past. I'll get you in just a second. In the past, before tonight even, I had to wrestle. I'm like, okay, God, this, this discourages a little bit. Tonight, I didn't care. Something shifted in me to where I don't care. No, yeah, I don't want to like settle with just, you know, this, the eight of us or whatever. I don't know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. The 10 of us, 11 with my dad. Well, Kyle, 12. All right, the 12 disciples. We were all, the 12 disciples were in the room. Jesus had 12 and he could change the world through them. So, hey, then at least we've got 12. But we just want you guys to know we honor each one of you. We honor you. Our kids, I honor you for committing to, to being here with a good attitude and to be being here willingly um, for you guys to be here and just believing in what God is doing. Because this is not about Scott and Tammy. This is, if it was a Scott and Tammy show, well, that, that would be a good explanation of why no one's here. Um, but, but it's not, it, for us, it's not about us. Like we, we don't always want to be the only people speaking. We don't want to be the only one praying. We want to raise up a priesthood of every believer and we saw that we got a taste of it in Fife when we witnessed their church team, their ministry teams. I don't know how big that church is, but it's not probably. It's different from last year, for sure. It's different. It's different. They had probably 20 people across the front of their church members who were ready to give prophetic words. And all you had to do was walk up to them. It wasn't like necessarily heavy, revelatory, prophetic information but it, they were activated. They, were, they knew they could hear God and they were leaning into the Holy Spirit and, and with joy, they were blessing people. Yeah. And they even had a, an inner healing deliverance ministry team. And some of us got to go sit in that and Tammy about shoved me into it when I was like, ah, forget it. There's too many people lined up and they had more people that wanted it than they had that could give the, the ministry time. And then the lady came out and anyway, she was like, because we were in the room where we weren't supposed to be. They block off the auditorium between sessions, and but we were still hanging. But when I came out, I was like, yeah, we were breaking the rules because, you know, I couldn't get my deliverance schedule, my slot for that. And she's like, well, we're going to put you right up to the front row. And Tammy's like getting ready to shove me. I'm just, with that said, even their deliverance ministry people, they each had different, different giftings. Some of them had healing deliverance. Some of them had um, prophetic in, in, um, anointing in their deliverance. So every little team that was ministering to different people were imparting different things. And I got a couple of young ladies that are probably in their early 20s, and they were, I felt like a dad that was just being blessed. And they were just, they made me cry easily. And they were just speaking the, the Father's voice over me and walking me through some little, you know, little child, little Scotty boy inside, some little inner healing childhood kind of wounds, some things that I experienced that that's sometimes still can sting today when it comes back to my memory. You guys know what I'm talking about. You all have the same thing. Well, except for my kids, right? <laughs> oh, of course, except for our children. <laughs> you don't have any memories of a father or mother trauma, right? You don't remember the times we whipped you and got angry. Anyway. We saw a team of warriors over there and they are prepared to take dominion. Their, their lead guy, he is all about us, not just praying and begging what God was, Tammy was saying. We're not just praying and begging for something. We are going to declare and prophesy that what God has told us is ours. 
we are going to declare the things that are not as though they were, and that is how we would pray. That is what they're doing, and that is what we have, like the beginning formation of here. It's just this, this fire and this God shows up in our little huddles, whether it's a Sunday night or a tiny group on Wednesday or our little healing class. The presence of God shows up, and there's just something of faith being stirred and built. Sorry, I have a don't forget these two hats on too. Yeah, I have a prophetic word for Pam, actually. You're still cleaning houses, right? Okay, so I just had this. <laughs> we'll pay you good money. Um, no, we, I just had this image of you going through people's homes, and as you're doing it, you're releasing the glory, and you're releasing the Holy Spirit in their home, and when they come home, they may, they're not, most of them probably aren't going to understand what it is, but I think they're going to feel a difference, and that's going to give you favor in these homes, because they're going to feel the peace, and they're going to feel the joy, they're going to feel a shift in the atmosphere, even though they don't know if that's what it's called, you know, and I, so I just want to release that over you, and just release favor over you, that as you are working hard cleaning these homes that his glory his holy spirit would be left behind for them and that atmospheres would be shifted in their homes even though you may not know what their home life is like that just your you being there is releasing his presence into their home that the fire of god's going to start hitting these people and that you're going to have major favor and that you're going to actually end up with more work than you can handle and that you will, no, that you will, you will just have to say, I can't, I'm sorry, I'm full right now. And that even if you do lose a customer, that you're going to just get another one. That God's just going to, he's going to be so faithful to you and just keep giving you. You're not going to lack for anything. But at the same time, you're going to be shifting atmospheres and homes as you're in there. ministry and he told me that I help people get cleaned up on the inside as well I was just as Tammy was saying that I didn't didn't hear that before you tell me about that unless you just got that tonight but I was just seeing you you know as you're vacuuming up and uh, just cleaning things that even in even um, demonic strongholds in the house that because you're carrying the glory and the anointing of God that demonic attachments are being pulled off of things and being bagged up and taken out to the trash. Yeah, that sounds good to me. No, I was just saying, I don't know that any of us really feel bad about the numbers we have. Um, I. I, you know, I, it is nice if we have everybody here. Last week was sweet. It was, we were here. Last week, it was not good here. Yeah. Was here. We had a lot of guys. <laughs> I was thinking you look like you lost weight. Are they going to come here? They're Kansas City fans, big time, because that's where she's from. They're going to be coming off of you. So they're here on Friday, um, and then they're going to come off of you. So they were with us every Sunday for 
Um, the other thing I was going to say anyway, that I don't think anybody here feels like we're deprived if there's not more people here. I think it's a really good foundation. And if it's God's work, what are we worried about? You know, he'll bring the increase when the time is right. Also, I read something yesterday that I just wanted to say to our women. I was reading, I think it was Psalm 68, and it says, the warring women of Zion, they pick up the spoils. I thought that was really interesting. So maybe you guys have to go out and fight and we'll pick up the spoils. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Barbara, I think it was waiting for a shock, but it didn't happen. So in the course of the last three days, um, I went in for a prophetic word and it was first mentioned there that um, even though I'm from a small church, the foundation is being built. We are the pillars of the foundation. God is building the framework. It will be growing. Everyone I talked to who asked me where, what church I was from or where I was from, I mentioned Legacy City. Well, I've never heard of that, but I see increase coming in your church. And this is like over and over and over and over. Increase, increase on every level, increase. And that, yeah, strong foundation. Yeah, pillars, strength. There's towers of strength here. Each one of us bring a different thing. <laughs> Each one of us bring a, a different blessing to this church, a different anointing and a diversity. And we are so unified. We are, we are so solid in our belief in God. We're unshakable. We're unshakable. A couple here, a few, who usually come, sometimes come, are the same way. They're just not here tonight. We have a really strong foundation. Nothing can, nothing can topple this church. And there's just going to be increase after increase after increase. The other thing that a really huge uh, takeaway for me was something that Richard said about like, how we view Jesus is what we manifest in our lives. And it's in the Bible. I looked it up. <laughs> it's there. I can't remember chapter and verse. But uh, for instance, uh, you went around to the audience and said, like, like, how do you think of Jesus? Or what is the, what is the strongest point? And one of them was uh, mercy, being merciful. And she had founded uh, um, missionary missionaries, you know, throughout the world. I think two thus far. But that, that spirit of mercy is being brought throughout the world. Someone else said faithful, which Isabel and I believe and said you will you're the the most devoted friend you're just unshakable because you see that faithfulness and that is the the heart of Jesus that you carry so bring only a suggestion but Richard mentioned this too so like look at Jesus in a different way in a new fresh way and then you will take that into your heart and manifest it and it's really just that bloody simple. It's just so amazing. It's so amazing. But that was huge for me. It was a, a small part of the whole three days, but it was really big for me. I really loved that part. So, um, thank you guys for for committed to like doing what you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate that. I value it. I wouldn't come from Seattle if I didn't. So, yeah, yeah, I really, I do, I value you guys. Um, uh, for Isabel, Nora, and Oscar, hey, you guys, for, for, for you guys. 
So um, for you guys praying for me tonight, um, I just want you to kind of just set your stuff down in your hands if you got something in your hands for a second and just hold up a hand, like your right hand. Hold up your right hand. And uh, I just bless you, all of you, with your dreams fulfilled. The history that you have with the Father, I bless you now in Jesus' name with seeing your dreams fulfilled, your future hopes and your desires fulfilled in God. And Jesus, his name will always lead you to that. Remember that. So um, I actually had one other thing too, but I think this is kind of going to be for everybody, as weird as this sounds. I had this picture of it. I had this picture of Jesus. So I had this picture of Jesus, and it came out of what Barb was saying earlier on, so it's kind of a, a recompensation of it. Um, and it's really unique that this came before I even came over here tonight. So I had this picture of Jesus kind of just like uh, reaching down into situations and and giving energy to things that that seemed impossible. And and then I remembered this history of him, this testimony of my mom said to me one time, she's like, because she was struggling with some stuff and it had to do with her home and it was a, a family history. Uh, of those things and that kind of leans back to what we talked about before um, but she, she said one time that it was amazing how I did in a day what would take weeks so as as a son and 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 as a brother in this church too if you need some help and not only with myself personally but also with other brothers too I just bless you right now with that help that you need okay so yeah, and you guys can hold me to it. When she gets ready, if she needs any help, remind me and be like, hey, why are you there right now? If I, I will be there, but sometimes I get a little distracted because I'm me. But I will be there for you if you need help, okay? Thank you. You're welcome. put me on the spot. Just the amount of the glory of God on people's lives. It was just amazing that and that's what I prayed that I wanted. I wanted more. Yeah. And just thinking to myself, Lord, how do we get that? <laughs> you know, and I, I, I don't want to say this, but I think now I'm in a position that I can go after God even more. You know what I'm saying? And I, I mean that to sound, <laughs> but I think there was a holding back. You know what I'm saying? And now I feel like I have a, a freedom to go after God unabandoned, is that what the word is? And um, yeah, so I, I did, I, I rededicated my, I said, God, use me however you want. Yeah. yeah that's, we know your heart. That's, I knew I was gonna get shocked at some point. We, we know your heart and, and it's the same. Um, it, it's in a different way. It's the same for us. Even you know, we we grieve my mom being gone, but we know that it was it was. I'm not saying it was Tony's time, but I know for in our situation, it was my mom's time. And when when she did go, we it, there was a release of of a burden, but it was the distraction of, of the visual and the sense, the sensing of everything that was happening in the departure was so powerful and overwhelming, bringing us our attention heavenward with that reality. I have a fresh 
appreciation and, and revelation of the, of the resurrection of the dead, that Jesus is alive. I know my mom is alive. I know Tony is alive right now. They, by the way, thank you guys for what you prayed that Sunday when Forrest and Amy were here because I just listened to it finally about last week. Yeah. And I... I was at 703 Callahan, the, what do I call it? The Dingleberry Manor. <laughs> it's the, can, the Canterbury, the Canterbury, as our doctor's wife says, oh, you mean the Canterbury? <laughs> and then she laughs, because there's a little tiny part. Anyway, she's rich, so she can make fun of poor old people that have to live in a big complex like that. I, I have compassion, because you know we live in a little cramped space too. Anyway. The Canterbury, or the Dingleberry, whatever you want to call it, um, whatever I call it. I was in there, I have rope off the section where the mailboxes are at, so all the old folks don't come in there while you got all the mailboxes open and try to reach in. <laughs> to slap their hands when they do that. It's a no-no, so they have a nice rope. And I was listening to what, what you guys were praying, and I mainly heard, well, I heard what you saw, that you saw Jesus, and I... I was losing it. It's a good thing I was in a room, a little space where I could turn my back to any people behind me because I was like, oh my gosh. And then and then you piped in and just shared your heart and that was like another wave. I was like, oh my God. And my kids were here. I don't know how you guys handled that. But, but what Forrest and Amy did and what you guys prayed, it just, it just blessed my heart and so I'm just saying that, that my my understanding oh, especially what you said about how you saw my mom and not only that but my sisters I shared this last Sunday Cheryl's son Ryan he texted my sister the day after our memorial and he said that he I, you were all probably here um, but he said he had this dream a vivid dream of seeing my mom at a at a kitchen counter leaning against the counter with a cup of coffee and she was just staring off into space and he said she looked really young and very and just beautiful and he got into her 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 gaze and he said grandma you look really cute and then a few other things were spoken and he said and then he started bawling in the dream he's just crying and he woke up crying <laughs> which is powerful but you know we know that the resurrection body is nothing like this 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 seed this seed these seeds that we live in are gonna die like a seed dies and we're gonna get planted into the soil and what that plant becomes is not the seed that gets planted but what God determines it to become and the same with the resurrection body when we are resurrected from the dead, we are gonna receive new bodies and we are gonna be ageless, youthful, full of joy, no more sickness, no more sorrow, no more tears, no more pain. When the day after Tony died, I was taking a shower and I was just getting hit by condemnation and guilt and shame and all this stuff. And I knew where it was coming from and I just said, get out and leave me alone. And then the next thing I heard was I'm free. And I think that was God reassuring me that he's not in pain anymore. He, he, that man was in so much pain for so many years. I don't know how he made it this long. I mean, we, we lost our house in 2014, but all of 20, the end of 2012 and all of 2013, he, could, he didn't work one day because he, of headaches and migraines. And I swear to God, I don't know how he did it. And, but for the grace of God, but um, I just know that was God reaffirming I mean I, I already knew that but it was more of a reaffirming of ah, I don't have to go through that anymore he's done he 
He's, he's, he made it. You know, he's home. And that was just, I just thank God for that. I, you know, and I have, to, I have to keep reminding myself because a lot of the time I, um, I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> but I, I just, I just have to say thank you, Lord, that he's, he doesn't have to put up with this stuff anymore. Another thing that God has shown me through all of this, and I think it took his death for me to see all this. He, um, we were going through records and it found his DD-214 when he was in the military. And um, I was reading, because he, he had two DD-214s and I found the second one after the first. And, um, came to find out he had medals in the Navy that I didn't even know he had. And I also saw through all of this, he had two nieces and a nephew that were, he was their favorite uncle. And I saw brothers that, I mean, I knew he's got a twin brother, but the testimonies that they were saying, you know, I just, I'm saying all that to say this is that I have a newfound respect and admiration for him that I kind of lost because all I was seeing the last 10 years of his life was this angry, grumpy old man. And through all of this, I have just had God open my God open my eyes. Forgive me, Jesus.
because I know for myself, uh, putting my mom's pictures together, I, I had a moment here where I really wept and broke. Jesus, I'm so sorry, Mom. I know, right? I'm sorry, Daddy. Because I have lots of memories of my mom reaching her hand out, wanting me to sit with her. Wanted because she couldn't get enough of me. that one. 